What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA Podcast here with your host, as always, Evil Eddie. And I got a really exciting show for everybody today. I mean, not only did we have an amazing weekend, exciting night of fights with Uriah Faber and Jermaine Duranamy, which we'll get into later in the show. But to start things off hot and heavy, man, we got JoJo Janetti on the line right now with the magic of Skype. Well, it's not even the magic of Skype. I feel like you know, if if Skype was in the Hogwarts world, it would be half human, half wizard, because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, we got Joe on the line right here, and just to give you guys a brief history, Joe was actually supposed to fight this weekend, but unfortunately, we did not get to see it. And you guys may remember Joe from the season Ultimate Fighter. Let me pull up his Instagram page right here. So he's trying to get back on track. He's trying to get back to the big stage, and you know, there's been a couple of road bumps in the way. He's winning fights, or they're going to draw and he's trying to get as many fights. I think he said he wanted to get like three more fights before the end of the year because he's trying to get on that UFC Boston card. So anytime there is something in the way, usually he's able to overcome it. But this time, man, really stressful, especially for the people that travel out to see Joe, all the people that are working with him. And this is including, you know, world champions like Habib, DC, and our, and our boy, you know, the violent Bob Ross. So what's going on, JoJo? Welcome, uh, welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. What's going on, my man? Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I want to get to the bottom of this. Now, you put out a tweet that, and, and let me pull the tweet up for everybody. I'm going to read it really quick just to give everybody like a, a brief little backstory on it. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, at the beginning of this, you basically tell everybody that the fight that you had was originally supposed to be for Ammo Knight of Champions. And he says, my opponent and I, and this is from Joe on his uh, Facebook, so I want to start off with saying, screw Ammo Fight Night, Night of Champions MMA. My opponent and I both showed up and made weight, but Ammo and their owner decided to call the commission and lie to say Cage Titan stole the fight from them. Now, I'm not going to read any more, Joe. Bring us through the last week before you got to this point. Like, what was going on with everything? So, I mean, that's the craziest part about it. The last week, nothing has gone on. A few weeks ago... Uh, we brought the like Keenan's been trying to get a rematch with me for a while. You know, I'm coming off a super boring decision loss. I'm trying to get back on track, so I like Keenan hit me up, and I was like, "All right, let's do it. Let's set it up." So I brought the fight to Ammo and was like, "He's trying to get a rematch. I need to get back on track. Uh, I'll run it back because you know he did give me a good fight the first time we fought. Like, do you want to put this fight on your next Ammo card?" This is before I knew that Cage Titans was having their combat night, and. Um, you know, the guy from Ammo, Billy, said, uh, yeah, sure, let me make sure he's not suspended and, like, he's got his medicals, you know, the normal routine. But I'd love to put it on. Then, a couple days later, he comes back and he messages uh, my coach, Bill uh, Mahoney, and he says, I'm sorry, I can't make the fight. He's currently suspended and he has um, a fine on his, I don't know what you would call it, your record or your name, without, whatever, under the Athletic Commission. And we said, okay, we get that. Also, Keenan has a, a bad rep of pulling out of a lot of fights so you know he just pretty much didn't want to jump through all the hurdles because the risk to reward wasn't there for him totally understand it didn't knock the guy at all moving on then you know i bring it to cage titans when i found out they're having a combat night i go hey you want to do a combat night you've already got muay thai you've got your kickboxers you got your grapplers i go let's throw some mma on there let's get everything in one night paul Vier jumped on it said he'd love to make the fight he jumped through the hurdles for it he went to the commission he asked about keenan's suspension what he needed keenan cooperated got his medical's done they paid his the fine and uh 
we showed up to weigh-ins, and I stepped on the scale and made weight. Keenan showed up. He stepped on the scale and made weight. And as he stepped on the scale, the commission told him, your fight's off. And mm. Keenan was... Keenan was confused and frustrated, so he comes out of the way the way in room flipping out, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Commission pulls me aside, and they're like, "I have to pull your fight for tomorrow night." And I'm like, "Why? What did Keenan do?" You know, I'm just I'm from past experience. I'm like, "He must have done something." They're like, "Nope, Keenan didn't do a thing. Um, we just got a phone call from the office that we got to pull your fight. Somebody called in and said that this fight was supposed to happen on another promotion, uh, and Cage Titan stole it." And I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, this fight wasn't officially set for any other promotion. There was no bout agreements. The fight was never officially made. Um, and they, the commission told me that Ammo called into the commissioner's office and said that Cage Titans stole the fight from their fight card. And somehow that ended up in my fight getting scrapped. So, Joe, really quick. Pause really quick right there. Um, everything was passed. Through your opponent anything that happened before was was figured out they settled it all so everything was good then you go to the way and you guys both make weight right correct yep now with the ammo thing you guys you're saying that you never signed a bout agreement you never inked anything nope neither of us did because the fight was never officially made it was only talked about and never confirmed because before it could officially get confirmed the promoter Billy Vigil said that he couldn't because he didn't want to jump through all the hurdles, which I didn't give him any flack for at the time. Now, obviously, you know, I know Bill very well. Um, and uh, let me say this. Did they announce anything on their Facebook page about you and his fight? Nope. Okay, so there wasn't really a fight going on. It was just, you know, word of mouth, you saying one thing to him and then agreeing, but nothing legally no legal document saying this fight is for our promotion, correct? Nope, exactly correct. So when you got pulled aside after the weigh-ins, repeat that part one more time. What exactly did they say to you? Did they say Bill's name exactly or did it say uh, someone at Ammo? What, what exactly did they say? So they said Ammo. And, you know, when I hear Ammo, I first think of him. And he's the only person from Ammo that I've had contact with. So I repeated it back and I said, so I said, what do you mean, Ammo? I said, Bill Vigil called in, and they said yes. Ooh. And I was like, I don't, and I said, I don't understand. And then they told me what his, uh, I guess you could, I mean, it's a lie, so yeah, you could say his lie or his story or whatever, what it was, saying that Cage Titan stole the fight, which is not true. But here's my thing. I said to the commission, if we were to play devil's advocate, and Cage Titans did do that, which they didn't, that wouldn't be against any rules, against any regulations or laws. It would just make you an asshole. You'd be a bad promoter, it's bad business. But that's not even what happened. The fight was never made, and then Cage Titans made the fight. And then somehow one phone call got made, and I got pulled off a fight card. Now, when was your fight announced for Cage Titans? I mean, I feel like, you know, who, whoever made the call, whether it was Bill, whoever it was, um... They must have known that you and him were going to fight at Cage Titans prior than the day of the fight, right? Exactly. Uh, I think that the fight was officially made two weeks ago. Maybe like, like right after Ammo decided not to make it, I was contacting Paul Vier saying, do you want to make this fight? So, um, so on, honestly, when you heard that news, give us your legit reaction. I mean, you spend all this time in the training camp. 
you know you're already frustrated with is, is my opponent going to pull out we're going to do this is this going to happen and then you find that you go in there you make way you think you're about to fight now bring us through your emotions when you find out that the, the fight's off what, what did you do did you go to uh michael Povere and, and tell him that and what did he try to do bring us from that moment forward so from honestly like i've had opponents pull out before and i just i get pissed off and i'm like what the hell da 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 but like honestly i was just in shock because of the explanation i got and paul Vere came over and they explained it to him and he was in just as much shock and uh i asked him i was i asked the commission i said how does how does somebody just make a phone call and and get my fight canceled especially making such a lie because we have a, a screenshot of their message from ammo saying we can't make the fight and we sent it into the commission and the commission said that Paul Vera is going to try and fix it and see what's going on. Um, but as of that moment, the fight was officially off and they would see if they tried to put it back on. And I was kind of left speechless. So I went back and sat at my table at Wayne's and drank my water and just like, I wasn't even angry. I was like, maybe I am fighting, but as of right now I'm not. But like, because of the reason I was just speechless. I honestly just, it didn't really click in my head. I sat at my table for like 30 minutes just processing it. You thought it was, you know, probably just a misunderstanding that it was going to get figured out because I, I feel like, you know, Michael would probably call someone over at Ammo, probably Bill or something, and try to discuss it and then call. What, what commission told, uh, made the decision to cancel it? What what commission was this that uh, you were on the phone with? So I wasn't, I wasn't on the phone. I was talking to two of the commissioners, whoever they were working the show. Oh, they were there. They, Two of the commissioners were there, but the fight got canceled because somebody back at the commissioner's office called in and told them. Okay. So, like, so the, the whoever it is, the person that made the decision to pull the fight wasn't even there. They made a phone call and said, hey, that Joe Gennetti, Keenan Raymond fight, kill it. Now, I feel like, honestly, Joe, when this all happened, I thought Cage Titan was going to be able to figure this out. Were you kind of Me shocked? Too. Like, well, what did Michael try to do to fix the situation? He Honestly, the second he found out he was on his phone, he was getting the screenshots from me and my coach showing that Ammo never made the fight and said that. Um, he was blowing up the commissioner's phone, whichever other commissioner he has contact with. He was on the phone the rest of the night. He was doing sending email. Like, I was right next to him, sending emails, text messages to anybody he could. Because like you said, Paul Vera always figures it out. He always... Yeah. I've had opponents pull out so many times, and... He's gotten me some crazy Hail Mary. Like, I've gotten a fight. Like, my third pro fight, I got a replacement opponent three hours or four hours before the fight. I, it's crazy. He always pulls it off. So it was one of those things where I was like, all right, just like, you know, keep your head in the game. Like, you're fighting tomorrow night. Like, you're fighting. Nothing this stupid is going to stop you. Yeah. And then by the time, you know, Wayans was winding down, the commission had already left because they said they're going to go back to the office and try and figure it out. Um, and so, like, Wayans is winding down. And I said, all right, Paul Vere, like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on and he said honestly man just keep your head in the game uh we're gonna have to wait and see until tomorrow he's like they're gonna go back and try and figure it out i'm gonna be on the phone all night uh i'll let you know tomorrow so like it was one of those things where i went home after weigh-ins and i was like okay well i can't go home and sulk with with pizza and beer because i might be fighting tomorrow night oh, yeah but but it's like no i'm gonna go sit at home and do nothing i can't go home and train because i might be fighting tomorrow night but if I don't fight, then I miss training for a fight I want a couple weeks from now. So it's like I was just in this in-between. And then the next morning, you know me, I'm just, I'm all over it. As soon as I wake up, I messed Paul Vera. 
I go, what's the word? Like, we're, like we got a Hail Mary? What's going on? And he just messaged me back and said, it's not happening. And I was just like, it clicked. Like, I was like, wow, like, this is the first time we couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my opponent's fault. It wasn't Cage Titans' fault. Like, we all did our part. We did everything right by the book. And somebody made a phone call. And no matter what the intention was, I got screwed out of it. And, uh, yeah, they picked the wrong person to screw over because it's just like, <laughs> I'm you can't take this away from me. Like I'm busting my ass for this and whatever your intention was, like you, you hurt the wrong person. Now, did, did anybody contact Bill or did anybody contact somebody over at ammo and try to straighten it out? And if so, what, what did you hear? I don't know if, if cage Titans did, or if somebody from my team did, all I know is that I got the word that Ammo's the one that got my fight killed. It was whatever bill vigil. He's the one that got my fight killed. Um, and, like, honestly, at that point, I, like, I wanted to message him, and I wanted to be like, hey, man, like, what's this shit? And, but I didn't because I was just like, it's, it's too late. Like, all bets are off. Like, it's not my fight might happen. My fight's off. It doesn't even matter what he says at this point. So I blew up on Facebook, and his reaction, honestly, like, it just seemed like a guilty reaction to me because it's one of those things where it's like, if somebody accused you of something that you – didn't do and something that you're really like surprised by like an action that you wouldn't even think of you would message them and be like hey like what's going on like what do you think i did to you or like why are you mad at me but you know he hit me up with like a i would never do that da, 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 believe what you want whatever man but, but that's the like, thing I, I would find it so hard because i've had bill uh I, I know bill everyone around here knows who, who bill is obviously and uh you even mentioned it in your post like before anybody says no way he wouldn't do something like that. That was my first reaction. Like, I couldn't picture Bill. Bill's been here in the studio, sitting right here on the couch. He's a great guy, which is why when I read that message, I was I was kind of in shock. I want to I wanna ask you something. Did you actually hear them say Bill's name? Someone from the Athletic Commission that was there at Cage Titans said Bill's name yes. was the reason. Yes, they said, they said that Bill may... Well, Idol Vigil, I don't know what the hell he calls himself. They said he made the phone call to whatever commissioner works, one of them works at the office. That said commissioner passed the message and made the phone call down to the commissioners that were at weigh-ins and told them, kill the fight. And they did, as Keenan was stepping on the scale, making weight, and it spiraled into coming down and telling me, like, hey, you guys all did your job, but you're not fighting tomorrow night. Here's the thing I get confused about. Like, if there were no actual documents or no bout agreements, how 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 could the athletic commission uh, go forward with canceling a fight hours before? Exactly, and that's what that's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, so yeah, just, what do you I do from have... here on out? Like, what, what what can happen here? Because I'm sure this isn't just over and done with. This this has to be figured out. What, what what's the plan of action here? Uh, just awareness, just like. Even if, if the commission goes to bed a couple nights a week with a headache going, wow, that Genetti kid's really, like, busting my balls, like, I'll be happy. Like, like taking accountability what you're doing, like, it's not a it's no big deal to just pull a fight. Like, let's say I fight only two more times before the UFC comes around, and then Sean Shelby says, well, he's only won two in a row. Like, it'd be really nice if he was coming off a three-fight win streak. Yeah. And then, boom, I'm, I'm not fighting at the TD Garden, and I'm fighting for cheap money again and until I make it until maybe a year later or two years later when they come back to Massachusetts. It's like you could literally be screwing me out of another opportunity to take my job back. These, uh, so for everyone out there that's not familiar, Joe was on that season Ultimate Fighter and made it all the way to, uh, to the finales, had the quickest finish in Ultimate Fighter history, 
when he beat Gunther. And, you know, he went to the finale. Unfortunately, he did not get signed. So ever since then, you guys have been tuning into Pure Evil MA, have been following Joe's story. So when you announced that the UFC is coming to Boston, you're like, I got to book fights, this and that. This was so upsetting to hear yeah. that this went down. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, and I mean, it's not just me. Like every, I'm sure everybody heard, and I said it before it officially got announced. I knew they were coming to Boston, and I told everybody they were, and nobody listened to me until it officially got announced. But like I said, I'm, I stay busy whether they're in town or not. Everybody knows that. I fight as much as I can. Uh, but as soon as like it officially got announced that they're coming to town, like, it became a mission, like three to four fights I, within a couple weeks from each other. I do not care. I'm coming out to finish people and make a statement. Give me my job back and put me where I belong. I belong fighting the best fighters on the planet and beating them. And that's my plan. And and everybody involved that pulled this fight, maybe not the guys that are just the, the messenger. I never shoot the messenger. But like whoever made the first phone call to the commission, whatever your intent was or who you wanted to hurt, you hurt me. The commissioner who didn't look into it and just said, okay, you're right, and passed, and then just said, go kill yeah. this fight. You you hurt me. Like, I just want all these people to know who they screwed out of all this. Because I don't care who originally they were trying to hurt, if anybody, but I got screwed out of this, and I did my job. And so did Keenan, because it's a fight. Maybe Keenan would have beat me. That's the point. That's why we're fighting. You screwed Keenan, too. Keenan's been biting at the chomps for this rematch. You screwed him. I've been biting at the chomps just to get more fights. You screwed me. Like, it shouldn't be that simple for you to just pull a fight without any evidence or legal documents or anything. Like, it should be a well-thought-out process before you go, you know what, we got to kill this fight. That's a really good point that you bring up. People don't, you guys get such the shit end of the stick when it comes to all this, and somebody needs to be held accountable. Even, even if somebody at Ammo called and said, oh, this was happening, you were supposed to fight here. If they just looked into it, they spent five minutes and asked if there was a bout agreement, if there's anything on, on document, then I, I, I feel like this was a premature uh, decision. A hundred percent. And that's what really, like, when it all finally clicked in my head, like, when I, like, sat down and thought over the whole situation, like, that was, like, one of the things that popped into my head. Like, you guys made this choice without even thinking of the impact. To you, it's just like, oh, it's a fight. We can't do it. It's off. Yeah. But it's like, I have evidence on my phone. It's a screenshot saying, like, I'm from ammo, I'm not making this fight. Boom. If you wanted to investigate, just investigate that screenshot, and you have no evidence on the other side of the argument, the fight needs to proceed. And even if you did have evidence to show the fight shouldn't happen, take 10 minutes and look at it and think about it and think of what your impact is to cancel a fight. Also, would you agree with me on this? Because I'm sure you were shocked, uh, just as much as I was when you relayed this message, that even if the Athletic Commission did have word from Bill, it, it, it shouldn't be right of them to give his name out like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're really screwing up over there. And uh, th this needs to be figured out. This can't happen again to another fighter. This can't happen again to another promoter who, who may be falsely accused. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it's a mess. And it's very unprofessional from the athletic commission, in my opinion. A hundred percent. And like, like I said, I don't know what commissioner did what. So I'm not going to throw the entire commission under the bus yeah. because... I mean, I'm always sucked out at weigh-ins, but, like, there's plenty of commissioners that I see, and, like, I see them at every fight, and we shake hands, and I'm like, hey, you're cool, blah, 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 blah. and, like, they've seen me get punched in the face, they've seen me win, like, so I'm, I'm civil with them, and I like them as people, but it's one of those things where it's just, like, uh, it shouldn't be sloppy. Guys, yeah, it shouldn't be this sloppy, because 
my biggest problem is now every time, not just me, but any amateur or any pro goes into an MMA fight in Massachusetts, we have to train our asses off and make it through the fight camp. We have to make sure we don't get hurt. We have to make we have to worry that our opponent's not going to get hurt and pull out. Then we got to go cut the weight. Then we got to hope our opponent makes the weight. Then after all said and done, we have to make sure that somebody doesn't randomly make a phone call and get our fight canceled. Now let me ask you this: What was your team saying? What was your opponent saying? Uh, a after the fights last night, like where did you guys all leave off on uh, on, on a like? Are you gonna? I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Are you gonna appeal with the athletic commission? Like what what actions need to be taken? What was what what were people saying? Like did DC reach out to you? Uh, what were people saying to you? And and uh, what's going on now? I mean, everybody honestly just kind of said the same thing. Like you, like they did you dirty. Like no matter what the reason is, like I got did dirty. Keenan got did dirty. Like. Like we, like I said, we both did our jobs and didn't get to show for it. We didn't get to compete as as we do. We're competitors, um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even know what I would do for an appeal if I wanted to. Yeah. There's nothing to appeal, and this is something that Mike Paulvere said to the commission when they canceled the fight. He said, "Okay, so what are we going to do if you give me a phone call on Monday and say, hey, Paulvere, you were right. The commission messed up. It's too late." Yeah. The event happened. Like we can't. What are we gonna do? Put gloves on that night and go fight somewhere? Like, you, it's a. You can't make a decision like that and then four days later apologize. Like you already messed up. I got severely screwed out of a fight. Keenan got severely screwed out of a fight. And maybe we'll fight at Cage Titans in August. I'm sure he's down. Everybody knows I'm down. But it's one of those things where, well, now I only have. Two I have fights. one less opportunity to show yeah. myself before the UFC comes back to Boston. Joe, man, this story is getting. I mean, I, I know it sucks, man. I, I know that you're sitting there, you're waking up every morning grinding, but this story, man, is so fucking interesting. Week after week, month after a month, and I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be there. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna fucking be there when you get that fight for the UFC, because it's gonna happen, man. This is a crazy story that, you, that you're living right now. And you may look at the, the downside of this, but man, it's... It's interesting, man. It, it, it really, your story, your, your, the, the things that you've been overcoming, it's so interesting. And I, I really want to thank you so much for sharing this with everyone. It does suck because now you only have two fights left, which is my next question. Are you going to be fighting the same opponent in the next fight, or did you already have something planned? Like, what's the deal now with this next fight? Uh, as of right now, I'm looking to fight as many times as I can before the UFC comes back. I also know that Keenan last night said that he was down to fight me August 24th at Cage Titans. Paul Vere said he's down to make the fight for August 24th, so it's looking like we're going to run it back in August. Um, but I had to talk to my team. I talked to um, other fighters. I talked to my friends. And, I mean, it's – you guys know, like, when I – like, my last few fights haven't been the normal me. They weren't exciting. They weren't – I mean, I got a finish on Connor, but they weren't super exciting. And – if I really want to get back in the UFC, especially on this Boston card, it's going to have to be two viral finishes, like devastating, dominant, and that's what I'm coming for. I'm looking for two finishes that wow the crowd and spread like wildfire on the internet. Now, how motivated are you right now? When's the last time you felt this motivated to just go in there and kick ass? Because you make a really good point right there. You Now that that fight didn't happen last night, now you really need to step up the game, which could be risky. But you know how the UFC is, man. So when's the last time you've been this motivated? Uh, it's funny you ask that. Like that's something I'm very uh, self-aware. I, I take a lot of time to sit down and you know look inside and my my mistakes and things I'm doing well. 
And, you know, that's something that I didn't think I'd get out of this whole situation as a positive. But I think the last time that the last two times on hand, I can think I was this motivated, not just to fight like, you know, for the UFC, but like just to fight. I would say my first amateur fight when a lot of people at my own gym were like, can this kid really fight? And then when I fought for the amateur cage Titans belt, when everybody was like, you know, this kid's going to get smashed. And I walked into Memorial Hall that night. And somebody asked me what I thought about the fight. And I said, I'm going to win by a Darce choke. And they said, what the hell is that? And I was like, watch the fight and see. And in the third round, I won the Cage Titans lightweight belt via Darce. And I lost it. And it was the, one of the most satisfying wins of my career. Man, I'm really looking forward to what happens. Um, my last question to you, Joe, before we, uh, before we hang up this call. Man, Uriah Faber, what did you think about that fucking finish? Wow. Um... I honestly, man, like Ricky Simone, he is a tough kid. Uh, I was just impressed. I mean, that's simply as I could put it, 40, 41 years old, however old he is, to come back and take off a, a, an up-and-comer and just take him out like that in 46 seconds, that's insane. Also, one of your teammates, Manny Bermudez, doesn't he have an upcoming fight soon as well in the UFC? He does, he does. He's fighting. Uh, he's actually fighting the same night as uh, DC. Oh, no way. Yeah. Who's he fighting? It's a, it's a pretty big name, isn't it? Who's he fighting? Uh, some, uh, what's his name? Something Casey? Casey Kenny? Kenny Casey? I'll look it up, because I've been trying Jeez. to get Manny. I've been trying to get Manny on the show. But uh, before we let you go, I also got to ask you this. It wouldn't be right if I didn't. How was the event last night for Cage Titans? And, uh, you know, what were the results there? What stood out last night? Wow, man. What an event. Uh, I pulled Paul, I mean, I pulled Paul Bear to the side afterwards. And, like, I didn't think it was going to be a flop. It was definitely a risk. It was the first of its kind, especially locally. Um, but wow, he did more than pull it off. Like it was amazing. The grappling was great. Everybody had fun, uh, and the place filled up for the Muay Thai fights. And all the fights were exciting. Everybody put it on the line. Um, it was a great time. Everybody that I mean, I wasn't even fighting that night, and I had so much fun. I didn't. It's not like I spent the night sulking in the corner, like oh that could have been me. Like I had a blast. It was a really good time. Um, Sean Schubert, he was the, I mean, I wasn't fighting, so he was bumped up to the main event. He won with a devastating head kick knockout. I was so mad. I was pulling out my phone to get a Snapchat of the fight, and right before I hit record, he hit the head kick, and I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, just just, uh, just just your luck, right? <laughs> yeah, I was so close. I was, like, looking through the lens, and he hit it, and then I almost dropped my phone. Was it weird sitting there knowing that you were supposed to be in there, you were supposed to be putting on, a lot of people were coming out to watch you fight. Was it a little weird, like? Yeah, it was it was definitely weird, especially because like, if I almost wish that like the fight sucked. I wish it was like a boring night where everybody was like, "Boo, this sucks." Because then I could have been like, "Yeah, you would have had a good time if I fought." Yes, but like put Joe in, put Joe in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like, it was such a good night, and like the fights were all so good. It was like, shit. Now I just wish I was in there, like, like just for me, because like this was awesome. Like I just wish I was a part of it. Yeah, it, it was one of those nights that you really, it was like something that people are never going to forget. And if you were a part of it, it would have just been that much better. It would have really stepped it up another notch. So Exactly. And Paul Vigil said the same thing. Like, he was like, wow. Like, he goes, I was hoping for good, but like this came out even better than he even thought it would. Everybody loved it. Now, Joe, also, I want to ask you that. Are you grappling with, with, with Fitch? Is that what I'm seeing on your Instagram? Yeah, man, that's, it's. It's not fun, but it's it's fun, but it's not fun. What was that like, man? Did, did, did you learn a lot there? Because I, I'm even looking at this like, oh, 
like I, I could see you like taking it all in you know what i mean like what was that yeah, like uh, it was it was amazing i mean and the best thing about fitch is one he'll tell you straight up it's not sugarcoating anything and two he's an open book anybody that's willing to learn and listen he'll sit there for days and just tell you like what you need and things that he knows throughout the game like and it's funny because he's not one of these guys like especially the legends in the game that like kind of sit there on his path like he doesn't sit there all day and talk about like his fight with gsp and his fight in the ufc and all this crap he's still focused on his career right now like last time i was out there he's cutting weight like he just I, honestly i think he got robbed against rory um you can easily say i'm biased but i thought he won it wasn't a super exciting fight but i thought he won um but then they, bellator called him back to make weight just in case something did happen with rory or neiman gracie he could fill in so like i went back to ak to get ready for my last fight and he's out there cutting weight he's like yeah he's like i'm the real world champ he's like i'm gonna go out there and if somebody misses weight i'm gonna step up and shock the world and I'm like, you're a legend in the game. Like, you could sit for the rest of your life and talk about all the things you've already done. And he's still trying to be the best. Now, Joe, this is my last question. Backtrack two years ago till now, man. What's been the biggest change about you as, as a person? Not as a fighter, but as a person. Like, how have you matured as a person in the last two years, experiencing all these amazing things? Um, I think it's one of those things where the mountaintop you never reach the mountaintop i think that everybody thinks that once you reach your goal it's like we did it mm. but it's like you're gonna find another goal like my goal back then was to get into the ufc and like i did but then i got cut so now my goal is and my goal has always been to be a ufc champ but there's little goals you have to have on the way and i'm gonna add new ones throughout the way so because of the things i've learned from losing fights and the way things gone down getting cut with the ufc now it's like my goal is to get back to the UFC, but it's to get back and make sure that I'm winning in the UFC consistently. And like, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't have to rush. It's just to make sure that I accomplish my goals. And, and once I do, like Fitch, I'm going to have another one. Like, you're never going to reach the top. You're always going to have something to go for. And I know that now. And that's just like a, almost like a big relief. And, and, and that's another thing that I like that you brought up, man. We, we, we've been able to watch you evolve and bloom and uh, i mentioned it before but the story of yours just keeps getting more interesting and it's very inspiring especially if you hear the stories that you shared on ultimate fighter of what it was like for you growing up man and i, I really i really want to thank you so much for uh opening up the curtain for us to see behind and i really wish you uh best of uh best of luck and uh, honestly i hope this all gets figured out i hope this doesn't happen to another fighter down the line where they're getting ready for a fight and then hours before some bullshit happens like this so hopefully yeah, that's man, gonna get I mean, figured like out like i said it's, it's not it's not just about me like i said it's about all the other fighters too like it's just there's so many things you're already stressed about especially if you're like a big name locally like all the things i said before but you're also selling tickets and if you got sponsors you got to promote them and yeah. you got to sell your t-shirts when all that is said and done once you like return your tickets and your money and you make way and you get that ice cold sip of water and you can finally like just think about your fight that's almost such a relief because as stressful as a fight is it's one thing you don't have 50 little things you have one big thing to think on and to have that rug swept from under you for like you said some bullshit that is way out of your control like you can't fix that on your own it sucks and like nobody has to go through that or should have to go through that ending on a good note here man i saw your your future brother-in-law get a win cupcake Get a win uh, here in oh Connecticut, guy. man. 
Yeah, man, cupcakes. I can't wait for his next fight. I'm going to be down there. Uh, me and my girl are going to take a trip down to Twin River. We don't go down there too much, but i got to come see Johnny. I haven't seen him fight live in too long. La last thing here, Fortnite. You still doing it? You still on Twitch for people to follow? And if so, uh, shout out your uh, Twitch. Um, my Twitch is Genetti MMA, just like everything else. My Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook. Uh, I haven't been streaming so much so lately. Um, you know, video games, like a lot of people say, just because I feel like they, they need something to say, like feel like they have good input. Um, video games is never like taken away from my training. Like my training is always first. Everybody knows that. But I just, uh, I don't know, man. After that last loss, especially because it was such like a, a boring, not a, not a JoJo fight. I just like, I wasn't, I haven't been in a gaming mood. I've been like, yeah. honestly, honestly, probably overtraining. Who knows? But like, I just train so much lately, and like everybody knows how much I train. I can't even explain it. But I still play Fortnite every once in a while with my friends. Like I'll probably play some tonight. Um, but yeah, I've just been working so much, and like, like I'm my shifts at work. It's like I work an early morning shift, I train, and then I sleep, and then I work a, and then I train, and then I work an overnight shift, and then I do it over for the next four days until the weekend. So it's like I'm just focused on making money and training for my next fight. Did you at least get the party last night? Did you at least get a couple oh, of beers? I know you're that, up five guys a yeah. couple of minutes ago. Oh, yeah, I did. And that was, like, the biggest thing about it is, like, it sucked. Like, I got screwed out of a fight. I would have partied after I won anyways, but yeah. it was it was nice. I haven't had a night in a long time where I, like, especially all my friends still came, like, the ones that were coming to watch me fight. They still came to watch fights. We all had a good time. We drank. Um, and like I said, I don't get – like, I probably won't have another one of those nights until my next fight, maybe even until after UFC Boston. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, it was nice. It was good. Joe, keep it up, keep your head up, comeback season's in the works, and I want to thank you so much for coming back on Pure Evil MMA. Uh, you know what we like to do at this point, I'm going to hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any shout-outs, sponsors, social media tags, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Thank you, my man. I always appreciate you having me. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Twitch, at Gennetti MMA. Two N's and two T's. I'm super Italian. Everybody messes that up. Um, <laughs> As far as sponsors, just Receptor Natural CBD, you guys are the best. Um, Cruise Combat has been making my fight shorts ever since I've been fighting back locally. Um, they're super, super high-quality shorts, and they can do rush orders. They've been making my shorts for these last few fights, and they, they're they awesome to communicate with. If they make a mistake, they're on top of fixing it. Um, and, you know, on it always hooks me up with the supplements, making sure I get through camp to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh, Joe, are you going to come out to Area 51 with me? We'll, we'll get the boys together from uh, South Shore. To, you, we'll storm up. You know I'm in. <laughs> Joe, God bless. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we're looking forward to what's next. Thank you, my man. I'll talk to you later. God bless. Here you guys go, JoJo. JoJo Gennetti. Joining us once again here on Pure Evil MMA. What an honor. And uh, that was a very important interview, guys, because of the entire situation that's going on with uh, him and the athletic commission and everything that happened. And I, I just want everybody to know before I end this that, uh, you know, people over at Ammo, they've been so nice. They've been so amazing. And I just find it so hard to believe that Bill would do something like that. It's just, and I reached out to Bill and uh, I don't want to say anything right now. You'll soon uh, get some more information, but it's, it's not like Bill, and even if somebody over at Ammo called, the Athletic Commission really screwed up because they're not allowed to let anybody know that kind of information. Not only that, there was no 
from what Joe says, there's no document signed of a fight. So even if Bill or, or somebody called and said that, it shouldn't have even affected Joe's fight if there was no fight. Con at least that's my opinion. But I, I want to show nothing but respect for everyone over at Ammo because they do an amazing job. I've been at their events. A lot of fun. Uh, people like Mike Kimball started over there. I mean, Bill's been right here in studio, shared ghost stories, shared about him growing up uh, in, the, in the music business. Very smart, very intelligent guy. And uh, I, I don't see him trying to interfere with, a, if anything, all they do is help fighters make it to the next level. They don't try to hold fighters back, which, which is why I reached out to Joe to kind of clear that up and, and, and really outside of a Facebook post, hear what really happened. Now that he's been able to calm down that Jess, and he's still backing up saying that, no, the athletic commission said that this one said this. So we're gonna see what happens from here on out. And I, I, I really wanna stay in the middle. I don't wanna to lean towards Joe, I don't wanna to lean towards Bill, because really it's the athletics commission fault to figure that out. I feel like that was kind of uh, very, very unprofessional. Even if they are close, Sabres, it's somebody athletic commission is best friends with Joe. He still should not be allowed to tell Joe who made the call. My family is in uh, the medical field. They can't come home and say, oh, I saw your cousin in the hospital, but don't tell anybody. They can't go and say, oh, I, I saw your ex-girlfriend in the psych ward or psych. That's illegal. That's very illegal. So I'm sure this isn't the end of it. I'm sure, and, and you know what? Not only am I sure, this has to be figured out for fighters in the future to not have to worry about. For promoters in the future not to get slandered for something they might have nothing to do with. There's a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been said if it was said. And I hope that you guys uh, can come up with your own conclusion. And I want to know what you guys think about this. If the Athletic Commission uh, really screwed up here, because in my opinion, from what Joe says, and I have no reason to say, I have no reason to doubt Joe. I have no reason to doubt Bill from what they tell me. So we're going to see what happens from here on out. But UFC Sacramento went down last night, guys. Uriah Faber with a 48-second finish. I mean, let's not forget the last time that he made the walkout. UFC did an amazing job with the promo, building up the entire career of the California kid up until that moment. He leaves for two years, two and a half years, I believe. And man, just seeing him backstage, just fired up. It was something else. That was so special, man. I had the chills last night. I did it live on Periscope, and you guys could see my reaction. Here, let me go to my uh, my Instagram page. The look on my, actually, I think I deleted the actual photo. But the look on my face when I saw Faber knock down Simone, it was like I saw a ghost, man. These are the moments in this sport that keep you at the edge of your seat. And I say this all the time. This is what life's all about. This is why we love this sport. You never know what's going to happen. It's, it's these moments that are so special that you follow a fighter's career 
this whole time. They've had all these moments. They've had their highs, their lows. Last night, man, that was special. And anyone that's been following mixed martial arts and the UFC and, and Uriah Faber's career, not only that, happened in Sacramento. Faber's home. That's what made it even more amazing. Now people could go, oh, well, Herb, or I don't think Herb was the referee in that fight. I think it was, uh, oh, I can't even remember who it was. But say that that could have been an early call. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I see what you're saying. But here's the other thing. The Jermaine Durand me fight. Definitely an early call. Now, I want to also say this. I've interviewed Jermaine before a fight with Holly Holm. Wonderful woman. Very nice. Very, very innocent, I'd say. Like, very pure. Not a, a mean-spirited person. Fun fact, her and Jarena Bars, which is originally the, the only person to ever beat Chris Cyborg, well, in a Muay Thai fight for Lion Plate. She used to work with Jermaine Durand and me as bodyguards, as bouncers. How crazy. Imagine those two. Next to each other. You, you, you're not going to screw up at the bar. You're not going to talk out of turn at the bar when Jarena Bars is there and Jermaine Durandamy. Now, I know how you guys feel about JDR and the journey that she's been on and the Holly Holm situation. Not calling out Chris Cyborg at the end and saying that she's giving up the title doesn't look good. Even last night, not calling somebody out. It's just not her, her character. But at least she got the finish. So she doesn't really... And Eddie Mercado said that on the six-round show. He's like, you know, you don't got to call somebody out if you're, if you're finishing people. People are going to start calling you out. The question is, she had a fight with Amanda Nunes six years ago. Do they run it back at this point? I don't know. I really don't know because Jermaine, I think she only fights like once a year. So I... I don't know. Maybe if they do set it up, Jermaine is going to be the heel of this. They're going to want to watch Amanda knock out Jermaine. Maybe they will. Maybe they can bump something up. Shit. Amanda Nunes should be smart here. She already beat the girl. Say something. Call Jermaine out. Say, oh, you want to rough around these girls? You want to play on fair? Why don't you sit back in the cage with me? She got to say something along those terms to make that fight happen. And if she does that, I would get excited about it. But for right now, I'm not really too uh, pumped. But at the same time, who does Amanda fight? She just knocked out Holly Holm with a, a Holly Holm kick. She crow cop, crow cop. So uh, with that being said, guys, maybe that is the fight to set up next. A lot of people wanted Lad. But a lot of people are also forgetting Lad when she weighed in. Wasn't looking good at all. Go back and watch her on the scale. She did not look good. Could have had a big effect on her last night. Now, also due to defense of Aspen Ladd, it looked like Herb Dean jumped in a little bit too quick because, yeah, she dropped and she kind of fell like this. She kind of fell, you know, with her hands out and just almost fell on her face, which she didn't fall on her face. She caught herself. And then even if she was kind of... You know, seeing stars, she was still defending herself. And you could even see her looking at her being like, maybe a little confused at that moment, but that fight should have still went on. I think Herb jumped in too soon. She'll let it ride out two more seconds. 
And if JDR landed a couple more shots and Aspen Ladd was able to recover, let it ride. But if Aspen Ladd wasn't recovering, wasn't defending herself, it just needed those extra two seconds. It really did. As for the rest of the card, let's take a look. Ryan Hall getting the win. Uh, and what I want to say about that is there's a difference between resetting and running. Ryan Hall was running at the end of that fight. People don't like to see that, but it's really remarkable at some of the fighters that he's beaten. What else on this card stood out here? Uh, Emmett versus Bechtick. Josh Emmett, man. And that was another thing. Uriah Faber, when he watched that knockout backstage, when he, when he saw that finish of Emmett, man, the hype. back It just started the chills for everybody. Between that fight, the co-main, and the main event, that was money, man. Because the rest of the card really wasn't all that exciting. And I can't get excited for a fight that starts at 5 o'clock on the East Coast. Now, I know I said this on Twitter. 75% of fans out there are going to say, you're crazy, bro. Man, I can understand. Because if I'm eating breakfast and a fight breaks out, I'm interested. But when it's 5 o'clock and it's just like... I don't know, it's just hard to get in the mood. And imagine if you're on the West Coast. That's 2 o'clock on the West Coast. 2 o'clock. How do you get ready? How do you get motivated? How do you get excited? Now, call me call me a bitch if you want. Say I'm not a, a real fight fan. But it's just... That's just how I feel, man. I don't mind the cards ending at 11.30. 12 o'clock. I don't like when it ends at 2 in the morning. 1 in the morning. But 10 o'clock fights were over at 10 15 last night i had nothing to do for the rest of the night i mean i could have done the recap show i, could have just, I was sitting there I, I played my guitar but it's just like man when it's fight night i want that to be not the fight night all night when the when the card ends everyone says goodbye you go home and you go to bed and you sit in bed you think about the fight you wake up the next morning you, you talk shit ends at 10 that means it ended at seven o'clock on the west coast I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this. Am I crazy? Or do you guys feel like it's better when the sun sets and then the fights kick off? It just helps you get in the mood. If I have to rate this card, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. If I had to rate the main card, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. You had three finishes. Back to back to back. Some controversial, but either way, that's what it's all about. People want to see that. People love seeing finishes. You guys hear me say this all the time. If you have a pay-per-view event and you're paying $12 a fight and you don't see in the main event a finish, you don't see in the co-main event a finish, it's a little hard to remember that when it comes to December and you're doing card of the year, fight of whatever it may be. It just doesn't stick with you. Last night, the return of your eye favor, that's going to stick with us throughout the year. That will definitely be brought up in December, maybe January, whenever people decide to do their show. I, I do mine in December uh, after the very last card, which we're going to look forward to. John Jones saying he's going to be coming back in December. Let me know what you guys thought about this card. Uh, Andre Philly, amazing fight for him. I feel like he's definitely uh, figuring himself out, connecting the dots finally at this point in his career. So I'm happy the UFC held on to him. And I'm looking forward to what happens next with Andre Touchy Philly. And maybe, who knows? Maybe they can get things back up and running out there at a, at a Favors gym. Why can't I remember Favors fucking gym? I mean, Mendez gone for two years, retiring. 
Cody Nola apparently returning. See if he can get back on. He's calling out Dominic Cruz. Calling out uh, calling out a couple of names. I was just like, Cody, take it easy when you when you come back in. I don't know. I, I feel bad for Cody, but I am excited for uh, everyone over at Team Alpha Male and what's going on there. Maybe they can get back on the map because they still are and have always been one of the top gyms in the scene. And you got Faber back, so just last night was a feel-good feel good card. Let me know what you guys are rated out of 10. Make sure to subscribe down below here on iTunes, Podbean, Citrus, Spotify, wherever you're tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at evil-echo, that's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Also on Instagram at pureevilmma underscore, that's P-U-R-E-E-V-I-L-M-M-A underscore for all the third graders out there that don't need things uh, spelt out for them. And also on Facebook at pureevilmma-S, lowercase s. That does it for me, guys. Remember, white knuckles to the end. Without evil, there's no purity. Save yourselves.